This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Episode 5, Jocelyn Forever, is over, but we're just getting started. Your post-show recaps with our idol recap coverage. My name is Grace, but of course, I'm not alone. I say Ariel Forever. Ariel, how you doing? <laughs> Ariel Forever sounds so sweet, uh, but I, I like to think that I am not as egomaniacal as some of the people on this show, uh, but boy, am I glad that it's over Jocelyn forever. I say Jocelyn never again. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the idol forever. In fact, they realized that many weeks ago, I think, when they cut one episode from this TV show. So, um, yeah, so it's over. That's it. Big, big finale. I saw many articles with that. I think I think HBO and Sam Levinson paid for where they were like Sam Levinson and Lily Rose Depp explained the twist ending to the show. Which I will say, I'm going to give myself half credit for last mm-hmm. week's prediction that Jocelyn is the big bad the whole time. Because I think that that ultimately turns out to be true. I think the way we get there and what I thought we were building up towards, I don't think is actually true. But I think it's pretty yeah. pretty close that Jocelyn, these articles that are writing, they're like, can't believe we turned the cultist leader into a victim. And I'm like, I don't know that I would use the word victim, mm-hmm. but here we are. Here we are indeed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and to your point about all the articles, there was this, I did go on like a little bit more of a hunt of the, cause we talked about it last week a little bit of this five episode versus six, six episode thing. Yeah, it I don't know. Like that, have you figured they it out? Seeded it, they seeded it. It seems like I read articles that cited other reputable articles, <laughs> which sounds so stupid, but you know, it's yeah. in some ways is the best we can do with this kind of stuff who were like, okay, it seems like in retrospect, they were seeding it. Like even coming out of, uh, coming out of Cannes, they were like, you know, he created a five-hour movie. Like they were talking about oh. these things. So it seems like maybe the change was a little bit more when the show changed hands creatively and a little less, you know, all of a sudden we're going to cancel a whole episode because we just want to get rid of the show. But the fact that we can even wonder that is, you know, I think it's just a sign as well. I think that after watching this episode, I, I do think... Some people have speculated that there's one more episode uh, that they just drop. I I don't think that's true. I think this is fully edited the way, I think that he edited it down from six episodes to five episodes and decided he can do what he wants to do and, and give the story and, and whatever reason that is. Like I think that if it was getting such bad press, I don't think it's the worst idea, either through the urging of HBO or Sam Levinson having some sense to say. You know, it doesn't have to be as long as it is. Do I need to every week read the 
news articles that say the show is bad. So maybe I'll just do what I could do in six and five episodes. And I think you can feel it. I think that there's a lot of stuff where I was saying to you before that, well, I thought the episode, I mean, the one thing I'll give Sam Levinson credit for, and this is maybe mostly his cinematographer, whoever's getting to do a cinematography, these shows look amazing, I will say. Uh, yeah, Marcel Rev, yeah, Arsene Kachaturan, and Drew Daniels, they know how to film a show. Um, certainly, if he's using the same, he's using the same style as Euphoria. It looks amazing. Um, it's definitely got vibes. I just, I just don't, I just don't F with the vibes. So, <laughs> you know, but I think that there's enough here where I'm like, it definitely feels like there's stuff missing connective from episode yeah. to ex- episode. I think Xander is probably my biggest, um, like, yeah, I think you got stuff that got cut, um, Absolutely. in the way this whole thing shaked out. So, but I will say, I mean, we do have to give big props, uh, to, uh, to Leia who does just ultimately be like, yeah, no, later. Yes. Bye. <laughs> my girl Leia, who who I think similarly to Xander, we lost some stuff. Like it just felt like, and not to be clear, not that like it was confusing why her character would choose to quit. It was just more like narratively her character felt shortchanged in some of like the explanation of like her taking back her agency perhaps, or just like the, the straw that broke the camel's back. Like they do. I just think it's this whole storyline, which ultimately I guess Leia is very involved in at the end of Xander and Leia and uh, Jocelyn and what they knew and what, who knew what in regards to the Rob allegation and all that stuff just feels like that's was that piece of it and how it, coincides or intersects rather with all of those characters is i think like the biggest piece that makes no sense to me before we get to like the end which also kind of makes no sense to me yeah i'm definitely being results oriented and i'm like leah leaves great amazing no no, no. I, when but, i saw that happening even though yeah. i was kind of like okay we're missing i was like yes get yeah. out of there get out yeah. of this terrible show yeah. um all right well we're here on the posterrecaps.com slash euphoria feed i'll uh, be dropping in the euphoria feed each week if there's another season of euphoria i'm i'm sure that uh myself Aman, you'll come on ariel to chat about euphoria mm-hmm. um if we get a season three i don't know if i believe it's like signed off on i think it's just like when are they gonna do it i think is yeah, the question it seems like it's been partially if not completely written and everyone's like ready to do it but now as with everything else that we always talk about the writer strike is pu- pushing yeah. everything back right i think they were already like dealing with like um some of uh, like Zendaya, I think in particular her, her right, scheduling, but scheduling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let's, uh, so yeah, essentially what I'm saying is if there's anything else that comes of this, we'll be back in, in this feed, the euphoria feed um, is our, is our first love here. And I don't think the idol has replaced it. No, it's <laughs> in just any like, way. Okay, put it, yeah. I mean, to be, to be completely frank, just from my personal perspective, I will only speak for myself, not in yeah. any uh, official capacity. Yeah. It doesn't deserve its own feet. So yeah. it's lucky that it got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. lucky it at all. You're like all of the people Tedros invited to stay at Jocelyn's house. You're lucky to be here. Okay. Okay. Why are you still here, Grace? Leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Jocelyn forever. So essentially Jocelyn is full on being like Tedros, you're a con man, you're a fraud. And this is mostly via she's learning that Diana had, um, you know, been Instagram friends with Tedros and Tedros knew, saw that Diana followed, uh, was a backup dancer and so convinced her to come. And this is for me where I, I put the biggest, like for me, my theory of like Jocelyn being the big bad, which I thought they seeded. I thought it poked the biggest pothole because that this didn't make sense. 
but we kind of we kind of get there. Um, Tedros just doesn't leave. He doesn't know how to say no, uh, or he doesn't know how to listen to the word leave or no, and he just stays at the house. And essentially, there's a, a Finkel, Fink, Finkelstein books this like meeting at 1 p.m. And so Jolson's like, everyone get ready. I'm gonna have all of you be my opening act, and you're all gonna come on tour with me, and we gotta save the tour. And also, while this is happening, Jocelyn's getting phone calls from Rob. And there's uh, um, basically the photo is more than just a photo to gaslight Jocelyn. It's yeah. actually to um, make allegations that he rapes this woman and that there are multiple people at the party who will ally the cultists who will con- say that they're eyewitness accounts to this. So Rob gets um, like reduced screen time in his movie and he's getting cut by his agent and all of this stuff. And um there is this storyline where Leah's like learning about it and Rob's calling Leah and Leah wants to like get to the bottom of it. And she wants to talk with Xander because Rob says that Xander took the photo and Xander again, is just confusing where he'll eventually say like Jocelyn knows we don't have to talk Jocelyn. Don't, don't you think Jocelyn would have known about this? This is not some Tedros Xander mm-hmm. scheme. It actually is Jocelyn, which I will have to talk, dig into because I don't know what the truth is here yeah and they don't accurate and they don't really go out of their way to explain it yeah so the all the people come nikki uh the fink heim destiny they're all there and destiny is like hyping up to heim like okay no but you actually do have to watch these people perform they're all gonna perform Fink is like no way i just want to talk to jocelyn nikki's like kind of the same she's like i'm gonna leave tedros greets them is yelling at nikki But then he sits down and then everybody starts performing and these people, everybody is blown away by, by Chloe and Isaac and Ramsey. They love them. I think they're amazing. It was so nice to meet Ramsey in this episode. Very nice to meet Ramsey. (laughs) Who is a real singer songwriter. See, I'm not surprised. I'm half kidding. Like we did it in fairness to the show. We did get glimpses and perhaps like a couple of throwaway lines. I remember from Ramsey, but but very much like a background like Isaac has a thing with yeah, Chloe. With Leah. Chloe is like naked the, that whole first episode <laughs> we meet her, but then she's like with Destiny. It's very you know. So they have story. Ramsey does not have a story until this no. moment. Um, then there, so that's happening, and kind of like there's a divide, and this to me again would seem interesting of like Hyman Destiny being like, oh my god, like Tedros may have found these people, but Jocelyn was able to like bring the best out of them. Mm-hmm. While Nikki and Finger like, no, she's crazy, and Tedros is also crazy, but maybe actually a genius and maybe found he's these a people. Uh, yeah, Nikki even says. Uh, he says, but you're the C word. And she says, yeah, but I could be your C word. I could be your C word. Grace, these words will live in my head rent free. I'm not proud of this, but uh-huh. I just know myself. These words will live rent free. Well, that's not fair because I say that to you every you're like, you're a C. And I say, but I could be your C word on Push Recaps Theater. This is what we all that's how we end every single Push Recaps Theater. You say, you're a C word. And I say, yeah, but I'm your C word. Bye. And we hang it's- up the call bizarre because again we ultimately don't know like is she is she gaslighting him in this moment are they just trying to get in with him actually it doesn't yeah makes no sense each okay because then they're impressed they're impressed right but then but then they kick tedros out because justin's like pay heim pay him as much money he offers five hundred thousand dollars he refuses it and turns it down so heim goes plan b and we all are like great a murder it's like no 
uh, a spin yeah. job. Yes, Talia from get her way. We just wanted to kill him. Let's do the destiny plan. Nope, it's a uh, it's a hit in a, in a newspaper, and so they put out all the stuff about him being a pimp and whatever, and like he you know he's being investigated by the IRS, and then like. Jocelyn, so they, they the tour is a go, and there's some wild stuff we'll get into with Fink, uh, Finkelstein went like at the end of that thing because it's like wild. All the stuff that they wrote people to say is just wild. Um, and if that was just the whole point of the show is to get like some of these really famous people to say some of these lines, maybe I'm okay with the show. Um, but then the next day, or at the tour, six months later or whatever, like Haim and Destiny and Nikki are like, isn't it so great that we screwed over Tedros's life? And they're like, yeah, mm. and they cheers. So what the hell was up with Nikki? <laughs> but you're the genius. What happened? It's whatever. Bizarre. It's this is bizarre. where I feel like an episode is missing. <laughs> so, so Tedros is then invited to the concert and he, sh and then he shows up and he goes to her dressing room and he's actually actually is on the list. He's actually invited in. This was shocking. The fact that yeah. he was even on the list and was able to get a guest pass. And and Destiny is there. It's like, if you mess with Jocelyn, I'm going to kill you, which I was great. Then Jocelyn is like, yeah. And it seems like she was lying about her mother's abusive actions, which we talked about this last week that I kind of thought that the Xander torture stuff when he says, like, you're worse than your mom. Yeah. This might be it because... And they kind of explain this where, like, there's a new hairbrush. And so the idea is, like, if this is the hairbrush that she abused her daughter with that it would be old and you wouldn't be able to get a new one or what and she like kind of right, smiles right. or whatever she's like <laughs> i'm yeah. the devil so then jocelyn goes out on stage this was filmed at a weekend of the weekend concert yeah this was cool to read about yeah and um and then she brings him out and she's like it's the love of my life and she kisses him and then she goes okay now go stand over in the corner and like just uh, sit there like a little puppy and that's the end and all the all of her agents are like what no and that's that's the end of the show <laughs> Yeah. I, I yeah. I have so many questions. I think okay, like I want to go I yeah. want to go back to some specific things, but I think yeah. overall at the end of the day, especially in a finale, you want to understand why characters are acting the way they are. Or yeah. you at least need or if not that, you at minimum need to understand where characters true allegiances lie and what they're after and this is all over the place like yeah. the nikki tedros conversation that we talked about where she's like i could be your c word and then he's like and it seems like okay maybe she's gaslighting maybe she's not and then they set him up uh they set tedros up with the with the article they go to um uh i can't remember now the name of the 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 vanity fair writer but yeah. the vanity fair writer who i guess they pay off they didn't really make it clear what that was was that just like a tip because i read like conflicting uh you know theories on that but regardless you cut to the end and they're like you know dancing on tedros's grave basically right because they've at least uh assassinated his character if not him outright and I guess the show is trying to, again, show like the ugly side of Hollywood and be like, look at all these people taking pleasure at the demise of this person who arguably deserved it. But then like even those two things don't make sense. And then for them to be on a different page than Jocelyn, I just I, I don't quite understand or frankly care, you know, no disrespect to all the people who made the show and worked hard to make it, what their motivations are and why she's doing this, because ultimately it just feels on the Jocelyn side, a little empty because there needed to be a, a little bit more as to explanation or at least 
emotional work shown to me personally as to why she would ultimately choose to do this. It just kind of seemed to come out of nowhere. And if the theory is she was like planning this all along, then like the confusion again with the storyline that I cited of the Rob thing and her not knowing and then crying, which she found out about it, which means that she didn't know about it. I'm doing all these gymnastics and I feel like for what? Yeah, I'm the same. I feel like there's like stuff in here that could be interesting and yet it it's all a little too complicated and it you know not that i need more of the show but it definitely feels rushed and then poorly explained because so i want the 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 inside the ep episode thing is essentially they talk about how jocelyn is strategic and 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 essentially that she's always looking for motivation for where she's going to find her next thing and so i i don't think this is like jocelyn planned to be with tedros i think that she runs into Tedros and, and almost immediately from the moment that she meets Tedros, she is thinking about how this can be something that she could try to cultivate into inspiration to make music. And so if I look at it, it from that lens, the stuff with all the, all the executives being at the sort of sing-along thing, right? Being there. There's this moment where like Nikki is, is talking with Tedros and, and the part that's like not clear is that they're like, I don't know. I think it would have made a lot more sense for like actually the Nikki conversation. I think you just need to remove it in the way that it eventually got edited because I think what it's trying to say, like, I do think Sam Levinson thinks he's being really empowering to, to young women. I talked about this last week that I think he feels like he's being a voice for these young women who, who actually know what's best. And even if she comes out of it a little bit, um, like she's, Empowered. she's using him. Right. Yeah. But I also think he's, there's this image that like, she's always been able to figure out how to do this. I mean, that doesn't totally align with like her mother dying. And I think there could have been a lot more, but I, I guess the idea like that she was being abused by her mother was like leading to a lot of her and, and that she's either that wasn't true, but she was manipulating it in a way to make it seem like it was true for inspiration for her, her art. Mm. Like the Nikki stuff doesn't really work for me in that sense, because you get this Not idea that like, Oh, it's actually Tedros who is a genius who he kind of, is and that he is the one who finds all of these people. Yeah, and I maybe wish talent. Yeah. And I maybe wish there was a little bit more like if the idea is supposed to be that like she will just use anybody and like we we think that the thing is going to be sort of um an indictment on on music industry because that's like what episode one feels like, right? Of like mm -hmm. she's yeah. just lost her mom and they're making her do all this stuff and trying to like basically make figure out how do we get out of this situation and make money out of it and by the end of it you're supposed to i think kind of assume like oh she's actually kind of played them all along she's been actually right. the one she was agatha all along yes and she has been she's the one who can keep figuring out like how to make money how to make music yeah. that and, I don't know, like, yeah, and, and put herself in a situation that ultimately results in music. They seem to really like the music that she produces, right? They say her single has been number one for however many weeks when she's at the concert. But it's like, it's just a little bit, it's just too messy in a way that doesn't work. Like, I feel like, yeah, maybe if like, 
in the real world, like, and I know we're dealing with like cults and whatever, but like in the real world, yeah, sometimes it could be just messy, but you're making a TV show. I feel like you got to clean it up. You absolutely have to clean it up. There was a lot of clean, those, those women and actually, I see it now. Yeah, why did the that happen? When the women in, come yeah, in? it makes no sense. The women who were cleaning in the beginning. Yeah. And then God bless them, first of all, for all the disgusting messes that they have to clean over the years. And I'm glad they had like, I believe it was the show. They had like a little moment in one episode where they were like talking to each other. But when they come in to like clean and they don't let them in, they're like the the extra storyline or like the pieces that were missing that they were trying to clean up and find. And they're like, no, no, no you have to get out of here. We don't have time for this. I agree all about the Jocelyn stuff because it, it's almost like the show is trying to say that she's somewhat like sociopathic, right? Like she's, she's treating it like a game, right? She's like, Oh, I think, I think you're exactly right. Like she met Tedros and then she was kind of like, Oh, this is obviously like a scam, but let me see where this goes. Like I need some quote unquote life experience to like inspire me. Right. And that, that part of it is, is interesting on paper because the thing where she's lost her mom, which was kind of her previous inspiration, like is no longer cutting it. Yes. So and and that part is like fascinating to me again, like on paper. But like, yeah. I, I didn't need her. Like, I understand they don't want to like give away the game, right? Or like give whatever the the analogy is, give away the twist. But and I didn't need her to like you know look at the camera with like an evil smile and wink and you know like to as a clue that she kind of was more on top of things than we thought. But like, I need to see something from her. Show her like convincing people. Show her really good at like not manipulating people because that maybe that's too much of a tip, but just like being able to really convince people or connect with people in a way that isn't just her like begging people to give her another chance or whatever. That would have those kinds of things. I don't need to let I don't mean to like Monday morning quarterback the show or imply that I could have written it any better, but like to the point of needing more to connect with her ultimate character resolution. I just, it it was too far of a leap because ultimately if I don't, I keep saying this, but if I don't understand it or feel compelled by that journey or think that it made sense, then like my ability to stay connected and frankly care starts to like quickly dissipate. Well, the other thing too is like, it doesn't really work like on a rewatch. I say this, I was watching every week I was watching the last of us. I was like, every, every time I'm watching an episode and then I'm talking about it, I'm like, Oh, that makes a previous episode so much better to the point where I was like very excited to do to go back and do a rewatch for this show. I'm like, how do you explain that Leah like loves Jocelyn like and, and is seemingly like her best friend and is supportive uh, of her like no matter what? Like they actually do seem to have a genuine friendship. There's the Xander and Jocelyn stuff as well that I don't think. Like when we meet Xander, I there just needs to be more in terms of how their relationship functions in order for, I think, the reveal. Yes, it might spoil the reveal. I think that some of us might have been able to see it coming before episode four. But I feel like that stuff doesn't work for me in retrospect. The way that their relationship is doesn't lead me to believe like the way Xander talks about her being worse than her mother and an absolute psychopath like that to me never comes off before the moment he's being like tortured with a a neck collar thing right and i feel like even subtly you have to do more of a job to lay the groundwork that jocelyn is the big bad because now when we go back and and rewatch, like i mean there's the stuff in there from episode one about 
the sensitivity coordinator and whatever, but like, I don't know. She's given such a, like, you know, I feel like they really wanted to, I think Seven Sam Levinson really wanted to sort of trick us, which I feel like this is a thing that I think often happens in season two of a show rather than season one, where something that's a mystery box show when people start to be able to put the pieces together. Cause we're all watching all the TV that's out there and tweeting about it and listening to podcasts. And so people start to figure stuff out and showrunners think they need to hide the pieces that would set the groundwork for people being able to solve the mystery because they don't want people to solve the mystery and they want it to feel like a big twist. Right. But when you don't seed it into your show, it feels really unearned and it doesn't make sense and, and all of that stuff and it's a it's a thing that i think happens more in like season two of a show i think this is maybe a little bit of like he's not that you for is not a mystery box show but him being like well i'm going to try something new with this new show where i want her to be i mean whether or not she's a villain i don't know but they keep calling tedros a victim which i feel like i st i really disagree with i don't think he i mean in this specific scenario is he a victim uh maybe i don't know in like the big picture of the world is he a victim absolutely not no, um it gets away even though they assassinate his character so to speak in the industry or whatever but they do that by doing re telling real things yeah so like that is earned and that is you know the what regardless of how you feel about him you you cannot argue with the fact that that has cost him right that has cost him some piece of himself or his cloud or whatever but or his club i think they even say like he he lost his his club but it's not like that's not not enough and like for it to be like oh he's a to, to your point for them to go as far as to say that he's a victim it's just like uh, disrespectful and just weird and yes he, he is off the power imbalance has shifted there is a new as the dc universe once said in front of black adam the uh the hierarchy of power has changed but uh, yeah. but you know, that's like a much more subtle, in some ways, much more interesting, but way too subtle shift for the overall point that I think we both think they are trying to make by making this. Yeah. And I just think that, like, he wanted us to think that Tedros is the big bad of the show, that he's a cult leader. And, the, you know, and by the end of it, it looks like, OK, well, Jocelyn's going to learn that he planned it all along. And she'll she'll get her revenge. But instead, they decide, like, no, actually, she's been smart the whole time, which mm -hmm. I think there's a world where you could do this and it works. Like, I think I think that that's I, there's seeds of ideas that are not bad in mm -hmm. here. And I do think he is trying to be like empowering to like he is trying to empower young women. Right. To be like, you don't have to like she's oh, she's not the victim mm -hmm. of this cd cult she actually knew the whole time that he was awful and bad and she's just using it for inspiration but trying to flip it at the end to be like oh no tedros actually isn't the big bad there's just not enough seated before because he wants it to feel surprising in episode five or episode six and then that just undercuts i'm like well why did i watch all the previous episodes the story doesn't make any sense when you when you no. look back at it you know so no. It really like, doesn't. Why is she treating Leah? And I mean, I guess she's using everybody, but how come Leah wasn't able to see it before? Why is it this scenario that she's able to to see it? Because theoretically, she was around when everything was happening with Jocelyn's mom, and she would have realized like either they're letting her mom hang around, which I guess it's her mom, so it's it's much harder to like cut those ties, or she realizes that Jocelyn 
is like inflaming the story of her mom, right? So yeah, it just it it feels again a little bit to your point about like the them trying too hard to overcorrect to hide the twist, right? It just ultimately feels like they it's it's like written backwards. Like they have this twist and they want to get to it, but they're more focused on like the twist itself and actually earning it. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, so Xander, how does Xander, what, what, the Rob thing, who know, who, whose plan was this? Oh I don't know. It almost feels like, and I guess ultimately he, he did it knowing everything we know now. It seems like ultimately he did it on Tedros's orders, but in the moment you have no idea. Like, is he working for like a, is he working for himself in some way? Is it like he's just working independently and he's not like team Tedros or team Jocelyn? Because as I mentioned before, like when jo- in the moment where Jocelyn seems to find out about this Rob allegation for the first time and they play it as like she's playing it a little bit too dumb that she did know, but I think ultimately the show leaves it kind of open-ended. But in that moment, she cries. She like sheds a tear or two. And then you're like, I took, the- I read that as her, you know, either regretful if she was involved or just finding out about it for the first time and being like, wow, this, this person who was like, seemingly nice i think he cheated on her or maybe she cheated on him i don't remember but like an, like an injustice right and like this horrible thing that they did to be clear which is like for my money again disrespectful irresponsible for them to have a plot line where like a guy gets accused of you know sexual harassment i believe right it's it's like- rape and then yeah, it's like it, yeah yeah see women and they would argue that's not what we're saying but i would argue you're not not saying. <laughs> so I think my interpretation is that, and I'm reading this entirely like I'm trying to like squint my eyes and see it, which is she's using Rob. So she doesn't really actually care about Rob. Right. Uh, and that's like basically the thesis of the thing is that she she'll use anybody for inspiration. So she'll, she'll she doesn't really care about Rob. So she sleeps with Rob to make Tedros jealous. Therefore, all this is also more inspiration because she's going to make him go. Like he's going to lose it and, you know, and then she's the victim of this abusive relationship and that's inspiration for her. She cheats on Rob and then this thing happens and Xander's doing it. And when she kind of finds out about it, I don't think she cares because it's Tedros who to put it in motion. And also if it ruins Rob's life, because they start to ask her, they're like, Oh, were you, um, was he like this with you? Mm. And she's like, Oh, like, no, like, I, don't, you know, but I think that there's a world where like, doesn't this mean she could get, could she get, not get an article out of this where it's like, Oh my God, you were with Rob and look, he turned out and she's yeah. like, well, gonna you know, her for comment. right. And like, she can get attention. And all of this stuff I think is like to the, to the point of the story. I was feeling the same way when like, He's on the phone being like, but she's lying. And we know she's lying. This like woman who was accused. I was like, oh, that sucks because it feeds into this idea that like women lie about sexual assault all the time. But now if if my understanding of like Jocelyn is correct is like she wants to put herself in situations where she appears to be the victim of abuse, which is yeah. really gross. But if you look at the Robs, like I don't think she cares what happens to Rob because Ultimately, it just means she can sort of put herself in the seat in which she's another victim of a, of abuse, right? Whether yeah. that's if if it if it's Rob who goes and it's her ex boyfriend who was this 
a guy who sexually assaulted women, then that's in line with what she's been doing. And if and if it's Tedros gets caught and it's a lie, well, it's her wild ex boyfriend who was faking a story, and so she's not involved, but she lets it happen, and that's the line that Leah's like, "No, this is awful. I need to go." But that's I think that's the closest read I can get to what they're trying to say with that thing and whether or not when Xander's like, well, she knows, I imagine she knows, but she did not like I, the show is not telling us. I think like when the reveal I thought was like, Oh, she's even a, she was a step ahead of Tedros. I don't think that's what's happening. I think she's just willing to let Tedros be because it Mm -hmm. creates the environment that she actually feels like she gets inspiration from, which again, you'll go back to the scenes where Isaac is like, Oh, like doing bad things happening to you is inspiration for art. Like, yeah, doesn't she know? But I guess she's trying to cover up the story that, that, you know, when she's at dinner being, you know, telling the story about her mom, like she wants, she wants to seem like she doesn't, she's not actively putting herself in these situations. So she's going to lie. I don't know. Yeah. I I think after, 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 Thinking about it more and hearing you talking about it, it's almost like, okay, maybe the show is trying, because I think the Leah thing for sure is, is supposed to be a clue. We don't get many clues from Jocelyn. She never admits anything. She never does like her evil speech. There's just like the hairbrush thing with Tedros, which is a small moment. And like, I guess charitably I could, because either whatever the reality is, either she knew about it or she didn't. And the show kind of doesn't put any emotional weight or importance on I on coming down on one side or the other for her. So I guess charitably I could read her tearing up in that moment as like, Oh, I have to do this in order to get my plan. And this wasn't something that I was planning, but I guess this is, I have to go with the flow. And again, that's interesting on paper of she's like, that's how far she's willing to go to the point of she stays curious and she's treating it like a game and she's adapting very quickly, but the show didn't really pay it off in any significant way. Yeah. Um, okay, I still thought Destiny was amazing in this episode. Once again, would just I great. ever would I ever steer you wrong, Grace? <laughs> amazing. <laughs> Even if it doesn't like, completely yeah. make sense. Right. It's fine. The line read of her being like, I haven't heard vocals like that since Prince. I was like, get out of here. Get out of here. But it's fine. Whatever. Stop it. Stop no it. With that. No hate to this Isaac guy, but like, you know, the whole time just like things happening and they all have to be like, oh my God, this is the best art I've ever seen. I had to be like, yeah really okay i mean it's good i mean she's chloe's a great singer you know tremendous all of them are tremendous singers in real life in their own right regardless of if they are professional singers or if they were found you know just in their auditions or whatever it is yeah but i agree with you like there there was a middle ground it didn't need to be like this this quote-unquote show that they put on in that living room was either a disaster or like life-changing it could have been like wow you were right there's something here we can get it to something amazing not like I just fainted being in the presence of such artful gods and beings. <laughs> like it was just crazy. Uh, I will give some credit to Eli Roth who plays um, uh, Finkelstein. Yeah. Who says some of the funniest stuff uh, in the episode. I like hate it, but he's like, so Jocelyn performs her song and then he's like, I got to get another pair of shorts. Anyway, as a parental figure, Jocelyn, I think you're, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, oh my God. As a father of daughters, it was really giving that. And it just, it was really bizarre. And, and again, I guess you could argue they're like, you know, commenting on like the sexualization of Hollywood and fame and all that and how you have to wield it. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. That's all real. 
But again, it just comes off so silly and just kind of bizarre. And on a character like him, it works because he's he's meeting the material halfway with his performance and he's uh, in a way like in on the joke, you could argue, but it's no less ridiculous. When, when they're all just, there's just women to, like in Tedros tells the women like sex sales. Like if you have to S a D like S a D to like get, we need to get like the tour on or whatever. And the, uh, there's so, again, Eli being like, uh, like, what do you want to drink? And he's like water. And she's like, do you want something cool? He's like, it's 1 PM in the afternoon. Water's pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but I think he's the one who says, uh, as like, everybody's like crawling on the floor and whatever. And he's just like, what is this a hunter Biden? <laughs> oh man like they're just trying so hard to pull like they did the epstein joke a few weeks ago they're like yeah, how about they're trying Biden? so hard to be edgy oh yeah but uh shout know. out to to mike dean and the other guy the other producer i think who are just watching all this happen we're like this is crazy this is so hollywood like they're just like <laughs> mike dean playing mike dean and then just being like this is pretty messed up <laughs> yeah like almost like an audience avatar in a way where like yeah just as befuddled and amused and just, yeah frankly entertained by this by the mess that this entire scene was that went on for a very long time to be clear well i was glad i saw harry neff again but uh i will say dan levy just appearing in literally one episode being like maybe the best character in the episode and then never showing back up was like that's disappointing i i imagine he is a victim of he was going to be in the first cut of this and then when it yeah. basically got recut he just like was only available for the first episode and agreed to do it mm. even though it wasn't going to be in the rest which maybe is a smart choice for him but i could have used some dan levy on my tv during this always especially when they're talking about you know such provocative things as glazed donut face <laughs> it's just he was you know again to yeah. the point of like the actors that we always call out one of the one of the actors that could really meet the material where it was and it somehow not sound as ridiculous yeah well i think that's the idol ariel yes i, I did quickly point out justice yep. for uh for diane's character who gets like oh yeah unceremoniously just shafted to the side jenny kim from blackpink who's obviously an amazing dancer and an amazing performer in her own right i'm glad i guess that she got to do you know got to be in the show and got some exposure but it just kind of felt like both the character in real life and the character on the show just kind of got uh short thrifted okay when nikki tells her though that like there's a legal issue with the song we can't release it and maybe you should just go maybe write your own music and she goes are you telling me to be inspired by a legal battle over my thing she goes well no but i guess actually yeah yeah <laughs> incredible moment. i'm ready for that hit song about the legal issue of not being able to release the legal song you stuff didn't want legal is hard stuff. enough <laughs> that's good yeah yeah immediately she's like oh so it was uh jocelyn eh? which again i was like okay so everybody knew jocelyn is bad but then nobody really thought jocelyn nobody, was bad at the beginning of the show nobody told the audience <laughs> oh, whatever 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 gosh okay yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this was it. Uh, Able what a ride! This I, I, I can very confidently say this was not it. <laughs> What's HBO doing next Sunday? What are they? Let's see. What are they doing? Uh, the Idol Redux, the extended oh. finale, the director's cut with even more moments of non-verbal emoting via shots and vibes. I know that um, the Righteous Gemstones is currently airing, uh, I believe, on Sunday nights. I think this was airing after the Idol. Let's see. What do they got scheduled for next Sunday night at our 9 p.m. 
oh last call when a serial killer stalked queer in new york that's and then and then hbo2 they're gonna play walk the line so i think they're in a little bit of a they turn on a little bit of a pause. <laughs> they took they took like a late Fourth uh, of July weekend uh, uh, break. Okay. Maybe that maybe that's. They knew I'd be out of town next weekend, so that's. Mm-hmm. Nice so we have to end it early because Grace is leaving. Yeah. Um. There's HBO stuff coming. I believe uh, a new season of True Detective is coming at some yeah, point. Jodie Foster, I believe. Winning, yes, with Jodie Foster. Winning time. Uh, is is coming in August as well. So there's stuff coming down the pipe, but uh, so interesting that they just were like, all right, one of our greatest TV shows of all time, one that's probably going to win a million Emmys, Succession. All right, now The Idol. <laughs> the Idol. We appeal to everyone. Yeah. Let's stay edgy. Let's stay in the conversation. Yeah, it, it looks like uh, a lot of righteous gemstones, and then they're really... This serial this this last call with a serial killer stalked queer New York. It looks like they're really putting it on many, many times. <laughs> so interesting. Yeah, they that's have to, they gotta fill the time. Now that now that David Zaslav seems to be canceling everything. <laughs> and the writer's strike. They're like, mm-hmm. whatever our next thing is, push it because we don't know mm-hmm. when we're gonna have scripted uh stuff that Sounds we've actually right. have made. Yeah, interesting. Uh all right, Ariel. Well, in the meantime, what else you got going on and where can people find you? Wow, wow, wow. Uh I am will forever be confused uh about the show, but <laughs> delighted that I got to cover it with you. Yes. I am covering Dark with you and our co-host DM Philly here on Pusher yeah. Recaps. Another thing that is hurtling towards its finale, but something that we genuinely all love and uh is always refreshing and wonderful to talk about, although I am sad it is ending on like this current show that we covered. On this episode, uh, also covering movies, Bush Recaps Theater with you, uh, you know, some some uh, Indiana Jones coverage yeah. coming around these parts. And um, yeah, I think that's mostly everything with me. Yeah, um, we wrapped up our succession coverage last week. We did episode rankings in our battle royale, so check those out. Also, been doing some sports docuseries. You join me for Breakpoint over on the Offspeed podcast, but also covering the Tour de France Unchained documentary, uh, which was really, really good. And then I was on nothing but Netflix this week, chatting about Muscles and Mayhem, the honest, the uh, what is it, the unofficial American Gladiator story? Which I'm not sure why I was unofficial, but alas. Um, and then I had the ro- the pride has spoken. I almost said the Rob has spoken, which does happen on Rob as a podcast a lot, but <laughs> the pride has spoken. And we had a great interview wrapping up the series with Todd Herzog from Survivor China. It was a really, really good conversation. I would encourage everybody to go listen to it and buy a Pride has Spoken t-shirt. Um, I'm on Twitter at Hi From Grace. Anything else I'm doing, you can find me there. That's it for our idol coverage. I'm sure we'll be back in your HBO uh, feeds at some point with more HBO shows. But until then, bye-bye.